listen, if you dare, to this Sundown 96.6 presentation. Turn down the lights and plug in your headphones as you are immersed in a spine-chilling realm of alien encounters, ghostly apparitions, hair-raising beasts, unidentified flying objects, and more. Welcome to the Cult Class Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I'm an artist and paranormal enthusiast. I create art as cult.class on Instagram. I am joined by my husband, Nick. This podcast is your one-stop shop for scary stories, paranormal news, and movie reviews. Listen at your own risk. There may be consequences when meddling with forces beyond human understanding. You have been warned. Episode two. We're doing this in the morning. I'm all coffeeed up. Love the coffee. Yeah, I'm on like the edge of like, you know, when you're so tired that coffee either makes you delirious mm. or does nothing. Yes. That's kind of where I'm at. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. It's almost like, um, it's a special place to be mm-hmm. where you're like, what am I thinking? Right. What is going on in the world? Do I want to? knock out my whole checklist or just fall on my face yes or run five miles that's yeah me. yeah um well let me think of every single thing i've ever thought of in my life right <laughs> now you know but also think nothing so right. anyway that's where that we're at this morning uh hopefully you guys enjoyed movie club last week we'll get to that in a second Ooh. we have a lot of thoughts on that oh yeah uh what else is go- going on with us uh everyone everyone as i say everyone all the animals are good yeah. um just been enjoying this kind of uh f- almost fall weather almost fall weather we have the windows open uh yeah. for like the second time since the summer since the summer began so yeah. it's feeling good i'm i'm not a big summer person i'm coming to find out so many bugs so many bugs it's so hot and i I really winter has always been my favorite but i'm becoming a big fan of fall yeah oh yeah fall is my favorite season right definitely and we're in connecticut and uh it suddenly in the last week or so has really turned sort of folly and even some leaves are falling Mm -hmm. which is totally random on our running path and everything there's like piles of leaves now and our goats love eating dried leaves. <laughs> Just fun fact, goats love eating dried leaves. And so when they eat that, they're like potato chips. Like it's this is so the loudest funny. crunch you've ever heard. And they love it. It's like having a yard full of potato chips. Just pretend. <laughs> and you just walk around picking up the potato chips and eating them. It's <laughs> so cute. Also talking about bugs. I am not sure if this exists. And I meant to look it up before we did this podcast. But if there's not a horror movie about bees hornets wasp there should be oh my just gosh. like the birds but yeah. replace it with like hornets because last week i was moving uh livestock fencing that we have the previous owner left some in the woods and stuff and i was like now's the time i'm gonna go out there and like nick was just saying like summer is so buggy i don't know why i chose that time but i did it was another one of those coffee times i think where the coffee's yes. hitting just right you yes. know instead of running i'm gonna go repurpose the fencing Yes, exactly. I was like, it's not a big deal. I'll just go get this done. Of course, I was exhausted after. (laughs) 
But while I was doing it, um, I stepped on some sort of nest and I got stung so badly by, I want to say, one of those African hornet things, which actually we have these one inch, two inch hornets flying around. Frequently. Yeah, frequently. They have a nest somewhere. So I got stung, and honestly, somebody could have walked up with a knife and jabbed me in the side, and I think it would have felt the same. And I've been stung by honeybees before, but whatever this was, was so painful and irradiated through my whole body, and it hurt for, what, two, three hours, something like that? Yeah. Like, it was, like, painful. Yeah, yeah, and, like, rightfully so, you showed me it, and it welted up. To the size of like a half dollar immediately. Immediately. It's so insane. So anyway, anybody who's listening, if you're um, a filmmaker and you <laughs> want to make a movie about killer, like, like the beat, like take the concept of the birds, but just make it wasps. Replace it with wasps. And they just start attacking everybody. Yeah. Which they kind of do anyway. Um, And I think, I mean, I think you got to. A blockbuster hit on your hands. hundred percent. I like it. I like it. Yeah, and that like wound is what I'm going to call it. It's still there. It's still there. It's been a week and a half. It's so wild. <laughs> it's crazy. There are some crazy. We won't even get into it, but there are some like alien style <laughs> bugs out here in the these woods. Like we saw some neon orange thing the other day. Oh my god, that caterpillar that was like oh glowing. my gosh, we, yeah. it was a it was a poisonous caterpillar. Yes, I looked it up and it's some very poisonous moth that it turns into. <laughs> like who knew that existed? It's one of those moths that's like four inches wide the when big they guys. yeah the big guys so that's our bug story on another note i want to take a moment to address last week's story about travis walton mm-hmm. i had a lot of you dm me about that story and a couple of you have met him and a few of you have signed books and i know that people sell signed trading cards and signed posters and stuff and i just wanted to note that interesting yes i mean i just i know bob lazar now sells things that are signed i have one of them and there's nothing wrong with that again like we talked about if you you are the ufo person you might as well lean into it lean into it but it's just an interesting thing to note it is it is i there is whenever i feel like money gets involved it can make things it can make the the accuracy maybe I, i'm trying to avoid saying the truth <laughs> um get a little murky yeah because it, it, whether it was the truth or not is already murky right. and then uh yeah the credibility of the story like sort of starts better. to get muddy because yes. you're like wait a second you're selling a lot of merch about <laughs> this and there's a few like we've been going to horror sites and doing different things and when i really got into i've always been into paranormal but we started doing this podcast yeah and i feel i I don't know if you feel the same way but we've been going places and we're like wow you guys are making a lot of money off of this yeah i know absolutely we're gonna kind of talk about one of those places i mean i don't know i've never been there and i don't know what their deal is but anywhere that's known to be haunted any ufo sighting spot or story i don't know if there's a business behind it There's always motive to keep it relevant. Keep the machine going. Yep. So let's talk about a um, headline from last week. It's a viral TikTok. It has over 5 million views, I believe. And it's about an Airbnb in... Where is it? In Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Okay. And side note, great movie recommendation, horror movie recommendation. Allison Brie is in it. And I also know that Barbarian has something to do with this, though I haven't seen it. Um, this subject matter, but great movie, The Rental, with Alison Brie. Let me look up what year it came out. Okay, it came out in 2020, The Rental. If you're looking for a good horror movie um, <laughs> that has to do with renting a property, check out that movie. Anyway, so there's been this viral TikTok video. And these girls rented this Airbnb for $3,500. Yeah, for like, it was like eight or nine or ten days. Yeah, like, something like that. And in this house, and we were going to play a clip, but it's it's kind of a long video, kind of a long clip, because the girls do a whole tour of this house. Mm-hmm. But 
they find these hidden, like, peepholes. Multiple peepholes. Multiple peepholes. In bookshelves and walls. Hidden keys, like, outside of the house. Right. That weren't the key that they were given. So it's not the owner's key, and it's not the key that they were given. It's, like, hidden keys under rocks outside. To access the dwelling. Yeah, to access the house for anybody anybody who's coming along Red I guess. Flags. Yeah, or who's sent there. Um there are doors within closets. There are tunnels. There's a tunnel in the basement. Mm-hmm. Also upstairs in like the the main floor, there's evidence that there were locks on all of the doors on the outside of the bedrooms. Oh yeah. So there's that and then in the basement there's a room that has a lock on the outside. Mm-hmm. And then a vent above it. And a vent above it. And yeah. it's like this creepy, old, big, heavy door. It's mm-hmm. not like a normal door. Yeah. Um, it, these girls said that the they complained to the owner, and the owner was like, we just were trying to keep the charm of the house. All the quirks, I think they said. Yeah, and this tunnel in the basement goes, they don't even know where. They, yeah, they're very smart and didn't investigate that yeah they didn't they weren't like all the horror movies we watch and they didn't go down the tunnel which exactly. is good and there are these like empty holes places mm-hmm. uh yeah yep. different like like a laundry chute and stuff yeah and, they have like cubby holes within closets that that connect to other rooms so it's kind of oh gosh like in the walls you can have a little access like route to each room yes. without being in the room. And we've previously talked about froggers on this ep- uh, this episode, this podcast, and froggers are basically people who sneak into your house and like live in the walls or the attic or a room you don't use. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've also talked about people just living, true cases of people living in the walls of houses. And so this, oh, this just gave me chills. So these girls are saying here, they got a full refund. Right, yeah. But... I don't know. I just... We've had some weird Airbnb experiences. Yeah. Um, I can think of one immediately. Yeah. Um, I think this is when we were on tour, and we were like... We used to run a business putting on concerts up and down the East Coast, and and a big thing we do would be to find awesome places to like, camp. Mm-hmm. So we found like this outdoor location on Airbnb... We got there. Wait, wait. I found it, too. And the The photos were beautiful. Oh, my gosh. That's I don't so think bad. it had a lot of reviews, and Airbnb was fairly fresh yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's not like how it was now. It's if It didn't have reviews now. I feel like we'd, it'd be like red flags. But then right. it was like, oh, okay, maybe this is nice. It has, like, one good review. Yeah. Uh, but the photos were, like, to die for. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The scenic, beautiful camping spot with, yep. like, cranes next <laughs> I remember to the crane. Yeah. 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 And, like, An fish island. jumping in yeah. the water. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, now uh-huh. I think they were stock images. Of course they were, now that you say that. No, saying it out loud, I'm hearing it. They <laughs> oh were definitely stock images. So, anyway. Yes. So, we get to the location, and then right before we get there, the owner is like, um, I, okay, so this, the location is on the back of my property. Which is like makes sense, but kind of how it, it was just like really weird the setup. How you drove up, and, and he met us at the front of the property, and then took us and drove us to the back because back. he said you won't be able to find it on your own. <laughs> how weird is that? It was so weird. <laughs> so we go back there. He we park, get out, and all we see is this kind of like deserted, like riverbank. With that looked like a party had happened. Yes, and it was there was construction, there was dirt. It was just a dirt hill. But the big thing was there's a picnic table, uh, kind of in the main portion that had like four or five long rusted knives. Yes, and we were like, oh, like kind of looking around, and he was like, oh, those are just my fish skinning, like my fish filleting knives yeah. and stuff, and. There was trash, like there was beers and stuff, and he was like, oh, like, no big deal. Those are just from the (laughs) people who were here before or something. And it didn't look at all like, it didn't look at... It wasn't. It wasn't what we saw in the pictures. And um, Airbnb guys, in any, any rental, any rental really, I mean, even a hotel, always just mind your p's and q's like check things that are plugged into the walls check like holes places and like you know if it makes you feel weird leave and like 
This one was... The, this one was weird. The guy was weird. The place was weird. And, like, I'm sure they were, they were probably his fishing knives. And there was probably he didn't clean up before we got there or whatever. But it was like, you know when you can just feel something? It's not tangible. Like an energy. Uh, this guy was no no bueno. Yeah, he was, like, not good. Yes. And you could, like, feel it. And, like, as soon as we were, like, we're going to go into town <laughs> yeah, to go we get like, stuff. We were, like, we didn't, we're going to go get We were groceries. gone five minutes. And he, I remember messaging yes. the accountant. He was like... Where did you guys go? I know we were. How gone, weird was that? <gasps> we were gone like five minutes. Yeah. we were just in. In Nick and I both were like, we're getting groceries. Yeah, and we both got in the car. And we're like, we're not staying, <laughs> and like drove away. But the guy, yeah, yeah he followed up with that with like multiple messages too. Yeah, about, he's like, where are, where are you guys? When are you coming back? Where are you? Weird. I think, oh, I think uh, my stomachs aren't even. We that. dodged a weird situation situation and it was like way in the back of his property it's like we went like a quarter of a mile like behind his house yeah well yeah i remember him saying he was like you won't be able to find it on your own yeah so weird so so weird so weird okay before we jump into this episode i want to tell you guys about my new website cultclassart.com i have all new logo gear on there for the fall i have beanies and hats and my logo is a ufo abducting a howling wolf which um could be a whole story i just love it i mean i love it obviously because it's my logo but anyway check it out i have new logo gear all my art prints are on there also i am now the owner of a totally scary paranormal radio station called sundown 96.6 and since we're coming up on spooky season uh, be sure to check it out. You can download the app for free in your app store. It's sundown96.6. Why I said it that way? I have no idea. All right, let's get into this episode. It's time for the listener story. Okay, we just had a break, and I looked up wasp-themed horror movies, or bee-themed horror movies, and there are actually a few, one of which is called Stung, and it says a fancy garden party is thrown into chaos when killer wasps mutate into seven-foot-tall predators and go on a grisly rampage. I just had to share that with you guys, so apparently somebody's already taken the bee concept into horror. Anyway, back to our listener story. This week, we have a special story from our listener, Eddie. Shout out, Eddie. Thank you so much for submitting your listener story. We're very excited for you guys to hear it. And to remind everyone, you can submit your stories to our email address, thecultclasspodcast at gmail, via voice memo. Uh, We try to keep it about 10 minutes or under for your chance to be played on future episodes. Hi, Caitlin and Nick. This is Eddie. I wanted to share with you a spooky story that happened earlier this year. We took a trip down to Florida in February, and we stayed a night in Savannah. My daughter is into ghosts and ghost hunting, and it was her birthday. So we booked her a tour of the Sorrel Weed House in downtown Old Savannah. I guess this is the most haunted house in Savannah, which Savannah is the most haunted city in America. So we were really excited because a lot of the other tours were um, booze tours and walking tours of graveyards at night, which is, you know, we want something a little more authentic. So we did this house. um, It was at nine o'clock at night. So it was a night tour. And our tour guide took us through the house and explained what was going on uh, what other guests um, experienced in each room you know one of the rooms upstairs is the parlor and she said guests experienced cigar smoke um, and some images and I may have smelled cigar smoke but that's the power of suggestion so I was kind of skeptical at that anyway the tour moved downstairs into the basement and it was very dimly lit, um, some dimly lit white lights and some red lights down there, so it didn't affect your night vision. Um, and she spoke for a minute about what you know people felt and experienced down there. And we moved to the other side of the basement. While the group was milling around a little bit um, before she spoke about that section of the basement, I 
there's a room off to the side. It's probably about 30 to 40 feet long, maybe 8 to 10 feet wide. And there's a red light in there. It kind of looked a little spooky, so I kind of poked my head around. And there was a single chair at the end of this room. And like I said, it was lit red. And it was a little spooky. Um, But next to the chair was a very tall, light gray shadow. Looked like a a silhouette of a man, very tall, from almost from floor to ceiling. And it was a little spooky, but I thought it was something staged or something that came from the light or something. It was just kind of a, you know, cool little effect. So I told my wife, hey, look in that room. You know, and she looked in, peeked in. The tour guide started to speak. She looked at me kind of confused, like, okay, why am I looking at that? So in the tour guide's, um, you know, explanation of what was going on she said in that room in the breezeway that that's what they called the room they had a they, they had a reports of a tall shadow figure pacing kind of like a military sentry the house has a lot of military um ties to it in the area um some battles and everything in the area and they said it looked like a very tall sentry pace in the room so I immediately got some chills. I was like, well, I just saw this shadow, but, you know, whatever. I looked back in the room when she stopped talking and the shadow was gone. So I asked my wife, you know, did you see that shadow? She said, I saw nothing. I saw the chair. I was kind of confused why you were so interested in the chair. I said, no, but there's a shadow just to the left of that chair. And she didn't see it. And that she looked right after I looked in there. So when we got some time to mill around the basement with some coaxing, I went back into that room and there was no shadow and it was impossible to recreate that shadow. If you stood between the red light and the wall, you got a very dark shadow um, and and not too tall. Um, There's some windows up on the, the top, like basement windows, small windows. No light was coming in. But they had blackout curtains, and there was no, no really way for that shadow to be recreated. So at the end of the tour, um, my daughter, you know, made me tell the tour guide what I saw, and I told her that I saw this tall shadow figure, and she was, seemed very unsurprised and said, "Yeah, that's tall man. I guess they call him tall man." And yeah, you saw that, and she's like, "That that that's perfectly normal," and. <laughs> Very creeped out. I went back and looked at pictures that we have taken. We didn't see anything creepy or crazy in there, but the whole house had a really creepy vibe to it. And obviously other people felt stuff. There's a whole website, like a Facebook page or website devoted to what people saw in the house. Um, and I, I was creeped out. I did not want to even look at the pictures afterwards because it just, I, I felt like I saw something. Um, at the end of the tour, we actually ended at a, carriage house that was on the same property that I guess it had some heavy slave ties and I guess one of the slaves um, maybe committed suicide in that house and that was I didn't experience anything but probably one of the creepiest buildings I've ever been in in my life um, definitely a creepy experience definitely something that um, I'll never forget but um, I just want to share that with you guys um, hope you guys are doing well and we'll talk to you soon thank you When the night falls, when the shadows become deep and black, the silent pall of evil settles on the earth. Who dares to search? Who dares to see what walks in the night? If you dare, welcome to Sundown 96.6 FM. Sundown966.com for more details and merch. <laughs> Welcome to the movie club. 
Drive Dalton to college. You still have a few weeks before your students show up, right? Just an idea to reconnect. I know it's been tough with you too. The balance of light and dark is what we're after. You're in the art school, I take it. Yeah. You go here too. Yes. Draw an experience that defines you. When I was ten, I was in a coma, but I don't even remember being sick. Sink deep into your memory, and let's see what light can find. I'm seeing crazy stuff. I think these drawings could be clues from my past. There's so much you don't know, and I was too scared to tell you the truth. Our family has been keeping secrets. They suppressed our memories, but I can still feel something following us. There's only one way to find out. Can you hear me? I feel like I'm getting closer to something. Or something's getting closer to me. When you awaken the dead, the further you travel, the riskier your journey will become. Last week's movie club pick was Insidious the Red Door from 2023. Um, after we watched this, we actually went on a whole Insidious binge mm-hmm. because there are five movies total yes and this movie was the fifth movie and nick recommended last episode that you guys watch all the movies and he was pretty much right because they're very much tied together or at least the first two in the last one yes so you don't have to watch them but it, it did help to understand the story totally i think at face value it's great entertainment if you don't watch any yeah. of the other ones. But I feel like we, I, I don't know about you, got more invested in, in it all after seeing them all. Yeah, so I thought I saw the first Insidious, but I guess I hadn't. So comparing the movies to this fifth one is sort of sort of ruins the fifth one. Because the fifth one on its own, when we just watched it, was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It was like a... It was a good horror movie, but it like it kind of didn't make sense. Right, right. <laughs> like, it's like I feel like we talk about so many horror movies on this podcast that don't make sense, and I know we're dealing in paranormal and time shifts and like alternate realities and dimensions anyway. So there's not a lot of sense to be made with that. But sure. the things that are grounded in reality don't make sense. You know, like we were just talking about with the Airbnb people, like going to investigate a sound. Or a creepy tunnel totally without protection, without anybody knowing. Like, that's silly to do. <laughs> and they do that kind of stuff repeatedly in these movies. Right, exactly. So, The Red Door, I mean, I'll just cut to it. I'm Go not ahead. even going to ask Nick. The Red Door, for me, I, I don't want to be too much of a critic because I appreciate the time and energy that went into this movie. And I do think James Wan, as a, a horror icon, is brilliant. But this was oh, yeah. not my favorite movie. Yeah. It was like, it just kind of didn't make sense. Like, they brought back this whole original cast. They brought back Dalton. Which is amazing. That's so awesome. So there's a child in the first Insidious, and in this movie, he's all grown up, and it's the same actor. Which is so cool. Which is so cool. You don't, like, really usually get that. So 
they brought back this whole cast. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere is there. I feel like James 100%. Wan, if, if anything, he creates an incredible atmosphere. The font is there. <laughs> the intro? The intro. Oh my god. The intro font Iconic. sound. Yeah, is brilliant. Um, I'm just a designer, so I just love that stuff. I love aesthetics. Timeless. All the classic horror stuff is there. It just didn't totally add up. Mm-hmm. Like, Dalton befriending the the roommate. Right. So this girl accidentally gets roomed with him in college. Right. And she knows him for a day. And he's like, oh, I think I'm having this problem where I'm being sucked into an evil world and traveling the astral plane um, while I'm outside of my body and demons are coming to get me. And she's like, oh, okay. What do you need from me? Yeah, not only, oh, okay. She goes and, like, goes with him. Right. To help him. Yeah, he, like, takes her on the... His quest. Exactly, thank you. And it, it, it's like, it, that that whole dynamic is odd. Because it's like, anybody might be like, okay, that's different. But would you go with this guy? Her immediate acceptance of this very peculiar situation <laughs> was peculiar. That's a good very one. unrealistic. Very unrealistic. The dad, you know, be their whole relationship of like, I don't know why we don't like each other, but we don't like each other. Yeah. Like, was a little silly and then i think i just was sort of lost with like he paints the red door and it opens the portal i guess yeah why that all happens i don't know i think maybe it was like the memory was triggered because he got hypnotized as a kid to forget it Right. And this was maybe like cracking it open i'm i'm speculating i'm but, not sure right it's like sort of <laughs> it was like, pretty unclear okay and then, okay, so he paints her a door and the portal is open. And you're like, I don't understand. Like, can he just draw anything and it makes anything? I mean, because... Right. So, whatever. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to watch it, skip ahead a few minutes. But anyway, he draws this door and then the whole solution <laughs> is just to paint black over it. <laughs> it was so frustrating while we were watching it and that scene happened. It was like, come on, what? That was it? That was, no. The, the solution to this whole movie was painting this piece of paper black. Well, right. Like he couldn't when he painted the red door, and was like, I don't know, roommate. Like this is just. I'm <laughs> right now for the, the listener. Right now, Caitlin has her hands on her temples and her eyes closed, <laughs> like yes, with, if... whispering into the mic, like she's like Mademoiselle <laughs> or something. <laughs> like I'm, I'm astral plane traveling. Yeah, yeah. But like, he's like. I don't know how to do this. And the dad, he's like, oh, am I coma and whatever. And like all, all they had to do was like paint this door black. <laughs> I mean, it's a little, okay. It's yeah. just like the, the, the part that made the most sense to me was that this lady divorced the dad. Of co- Oh my gosh. Of course. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about it after we watched it and both came to that conclusion that she is a great mom. <laughs> She's a great mom. <laughs> and she did the right thing for herself and her kids by getting rid of this crazy dude. <laughs> yes. I. So the first Insidious, I think, would be my favorite. Um, and the third Insidious, I love. I like the third a lot. Also, yes. can we just put in an honorable, honorable mention that Elise Tucker and Specs need... A spinoff show. Well, oh, yeah. They are the runaway hits of this franchise. That's what I was going to say. They're like the best characters, and they should totally have. There should be a whole show dedicated to Elise and her team, Spectral Sightings or whatever they're yes, called. Yes, exactly. Um, but so in the. Yes. So that was our biggest takeaway is we love the character Elise. I think we both agreed on 100%, that. 100%. Yeah. Yes. But in the second movie. The dad, and they flash back to this in the red door, the dad is, like, possessed. And he's like, he actually kills somebody. He mm-hmm. actually kills Elise. Right. And he's, like, running around trying to kill his family with a hammer or something or whatever weapons he can find, an axe. I don't know. I don't remember. And that's the memory that these kids have and the memory the mom has of him, the mm-hmm. mom who has now divorced him. But in the second movie, he's like, Wah! and, like, trying to kill everybody. Yeah. And then he comes back into his body. Right. From his astral plane traveling or whatever. They get rid of the demon. And he goes from, like, swinging this hammer at the mom to being like, 
It's me. It's me. It's me now. I'm pl- I was trying to contact you by playing our song. On the piano, And the yeah. wife goes from being totally terrified because her husband just murdered somebody and is, like, trying to murder her to being like, oh, okay. So accepting. <laughs> oh, it's you now. Why didn't, oh, why didn't you say that earlier? It's so silly. It's so silly. And there's so many, I know you guys, some of you, like, so many of you DM'd me about this movie. So many people commented and DM'd me and were like, I did not like this movie. And I don't blame you guys. Um... I, I posted stories on my Instagram on cult.class like while we were watching these being yeah. like why <laughs> like you know somebody breaks into their house and the next day the dad's like I'm gonna be late I'm gonna stay late at work <laughs> this is not Red Door this is the first movie but it's like it's just those horror moments where you're like yeah. that d- that it makes no sense doesn't make any sense doesn't it my mom kindly messaged me and was like Caitlin that's why it's a movie <laughs> people <laughs> that's a great <laughs> that's point. why it's a horror movie yeah. which is true that's a great point. Anyway, it was kind of a fun watch. Yeah, no, it was good, and I feel like it provided uh, so much additional entertainment by going through the backlog of their yeah. series or oh. franchise or whatever. Yeah, the third one, I think I would recommend the third one the most, and the first. I, that, And you said the third, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. But I did love the character of Elise. That's a big takeaway. And she makes an appearance in Red Door, so mm-hmm. that was fun. That was really, really cool. Um, to like, kind of know her backstory. Yeah, but, you know, it... You know, not every not every movie's for everyone. For yeah, <laughs> not every go. movie's for every person. Yeah, there you, you go. <laughs> so this week's movie club pick is the movie Nope from two thousand two. Uh, a lot of people have been asking me to do this movie, and um, it's actually two thousand twenty two. The movie's from two thousand. You remember when I said that coffee thing? Um, the <laughs> movie's the from two thousand twenty two. Uh, so Nope from two thousand twenty two. Be sure to watch it before next week's movie club. Welcome to Sightings. I'm Tim White. Recently, we brought you the story of a Midwestern family that's been plagued by bizarre haunting activity. Well, from our initial investigation, the videotape that our sightings crew brought back was unlike anything we'd ever seen before. We brought in renowned ghost investigator Al Rober to join our team. And along with the crew, Al and I went to meet the family. Hi, how are you? The family wishes to remain anonymous. We're using pseudonyms here and concealing the father's identity. How are the um, the scratches that you had that we saw before? Are they healing? Well, this is sent here scarred. <laughs> the uh, ones on my stomach are healing that pretty good. Just two weeks before, these bleeding welts materialized on camera during our first sightings investigation. The tape of that event was analyzed by Carrie Gaynor, world-renowned parapsychologist who was lead investigator on both the entity and poltergeist cases. He asked to view the images of this bizarre event side by side. On the right, a frame of video with a long bleeding welt. On the left, an image taken eight minutes earlier when our camera first began to roll. There's no welt visible. The exciting thing for me as a researcher is that the camera didn't pull away. It was there the whole time, and that severely reduces the the possibility of any kind of hoax. Most of the cases we come across are playful, mischievous, bizarre, weird, and a lot of them have just normal natural explanations. This case that involves scratch marks, this seems a little more frightening and something that we should be a little more cautious about in terms of, of studying the phenomena. The phenomena in this house, according to the family who lives here, are caused by Sally, the spirit of a seven-year-old child. They believe it's Sally who causes paranormal activity, like lights flickering on and off mysteriously, as seen in this home video. Family photos have turned up with unusual blurring and discoloration, confounding our photo experts. This week's scary story is about the Sally house. The Sally House is located in Atchison, Kansas. The Sally House is known to be one of the most haunted houses in the United States, if not the world. Here's just a brief history. The Sally House was built in the mid-1800s, commissioned by the Finney family and home to Dr. Charles Finney. He practiced medicine from the house using the bottom floor for surgery and examination. 
and a bedroom as an office. The Finney family lived upstairs until moving out due to lack of space. The Sally House is reported to be haunted by the ghost of a young girl who died there. According to legend, a child named Sally was brought to Dr. Finney's house by her mother for severe abdominal pain. He gave her anesthesia and began emergency surgery. He believed that Sally's appendix was about to rupture. However, he cut into her before the anesthesia kicked in. As he continued doing surgery, Sally was screaming because she felt the pain and bled out, which ended up killing her in the home. This story is pretty crazy. Uh, We have some information from one of the more prominent families who owned the house for a period of time and had some pretty wild experiences. In the mid-1990s, Tony and Deborah Pinkman experienced really wild things in the house while they owned it. Things such as TVs turning on and off, the lights turning on and off, the radio turning on and off, and then it got to poltergeist activity, which means like physical touch, primarily on the father. So he had scratchings to the point of uh, blood coming off of, like coming out, like he would scratch so bad he would bleed. And then the final straw was that he was eventually pushed from behind down the stairs. That's so crazy. How crazy is that? And so the interview that you watched, so Nick found an old interview Mm -hmm. and you heard a clip from that. Yeah. He gets scratched during the interview? Is that what I was hearing? Yes. Okay, so... Which is crazy. Like, on camera. Like, they're they're filming him. And then... Eight minutes later or so, it's right on his chest. He opens up his chest and he's like, I felt something. And there's two claw marks that are like raised scratches on his chest. Okay. And then you mentioned that there are other families who have lived there too and reported things. Yes. So so the mid-90s is really when this house becomes like national news. Right. But you're saying there are people prior to these people yes there's another mother interviewed where she had a daughter with an imaginary friend named sally who would who would do all mischievous things around the house and then she would blame her imaginary friend sally and people claim that they've seen this little girl apparition i've seen that as well and there's like a painting or drawing of what this girl looks like yes now it's interesting because a lot of people don't really believe that this is this little girl. Right. They believe it's a, a demon, whatever you, whatever you want to believe in. Right. A, a, a demonic force, a negative force, posing as a young girl. Exactly. And I, a big reason why people don't believe that is because there's no really concrete proof of Sally ever existing, of this situation ever even occurring. Right, so there's no record that this doctor ever did surgery on a girl named Sally and that she died in the house. There's no record of that. Exactly. There, they did find a grave of a girl named Sally in the town. Yep, and she was uh, around the same age that the, the legend of Sally would have been when she passed away. Okay, but there is no record. So this is all legend. Mm-hmm. However, these things... According to a lot of witnesses, and according to the Sally House website, to this day, you can go and tour it, um, these things are happening. Right. So, people speculate about some kind of demonic force. Some people say maybe the house is a portal of some sort. Yeah. I've watched a few shows on this, and there's a pentagram drawn in the basement on the floor, um, and I'm always suspect... When, th- when something becomes known to people that it's haunted, mm-hmm. then people go there. And sometimes people go there and they do creepy things. Yes. And so I, I personally think, though I've never been to this house, that maybe people were doing, you know, opened things that they shouldn't have and invited something in that they shouldn't have to this house. I think that's a, a, a very big possibility. I think it's a big theory. I mean, I think that's a... A very commonly accepted theory about this house is that it's something else that somebody invited yeah. into this house, property, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this girl and this legend are um, speculative sure. at best. 
but people say they see the girl, people say it responds to the name Sally and to like being a little girl and this imaginary friend. Right. So maybe something poses as a little girl. If these hauntings happen, which this stuff totally freaks me out. It's so spooky. It's so spooky, especially with like the scratching and like negative force stuff. If this happens, I don't know why a little girl would be so evil. It doesn't make sense. Right. Because there's really no, there's no known history in the legend of Sally previous to her and coming her mother to coming house. to the door yeah. asking for help. And also, I don't know, some people do believe that because of the way she died, that's why she doesn't like men. And men have a hard time in that house, and she's just so angry of how she died that it is the little girl, and she's just angry. But it's odd. If you believe in evil forces and demons and stuff, it definitely tracks with, like, more demonic presence. Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole story freaks me out. It's it's really, really creepy. And there's been countless investigators that go there... And it seems like all of them have pretty compelling evidence of something occurring. I know. I've watched so many. So I watch these, you know, ghost hunting shows. And sometimes they're believable and sometimes they're not. And maybe all of them fake it. I think that's statistically unlikely. But maybe they all fake things. I don't know. But it seems like every single one I watch with this particular location, something weird happens. Yes. There's one that I watch in particular where, like, they had toys, because they say that this thing that's at this house responds to toys. They had toys at the top of, in a in a room that was beyond the top of the stairs. Oh, yes. And while they were downstairs doing something, the toys got thrown. Like, you hear it in the camera. I mean, who knows? Maybe somebody went upstairs off camera and threw yeah. something. But, but things the like toys that. end up at the bottom of the stairs right. thrown in this right. video. And, like... But that's not like even a unique situation. That that's what I'm saying. The occurrence of like toys, especially like you said, being manipulated is common. Yeah. I I don't know why. I, I felt like we should just do a haunted house because we're coming into the fall and we're coming into Halloween season. And this is arguably one of the most haunted houses in, in the United States. And mm-hmm. it's also, my other thought is, if you believe that something is haunted so much mm-hmm. and you're bringing this negative energy in and you're scared and you're fearful and maybe somebody did invite something into that house, are you manifesting it even more by like right. giving it power? Right. You know, because now you can go spend the night, you can go on tours, people mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. It's the only reason they go to this random house in Kansas. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. But... You have something that I think would be really cool to end on, and that's your k- kind of experience with a house kind of like this. Yeah, it's, it's I, you know, somebody asked me recently, somebody in this field, this paranormal field that I've now you know made a lot of contacts through sundown and through this podcast like have you ever had paranormal experiences and you know off the top of my head i'm like no not really and then i have all these and i'm like well there was this time and there was this time and there was this time and um i think you know i'm a little more empathic or like i feel energies but um in this particular house uh we had a, a cabin in New England that my family went to, and there was a room that was dedicated as my room. And my mom set it up really nice. Like, my parents renovated this whole house, and, you know, that's where I slept. And I hated sleeping there. And this house is probably about the same size, a little smaller even than uh, the Sally house that we're talking about. Just like a, a, just a normal house. Like, nothing, no scary mansion on a hill or anything like that. Right. And I just hated sleeping in that room so much so that my sister had bunk beds in the other room and I went and slept with her. I didn't care. I would sleep on the floor. I'd sleep on the couch if somebody was around. I'd sleep anywhere but that room. Wow. I have no idea why. I just didn't like it. Fast forward um, over a few years, 
a few people have visit like visit my parents and yeah. say something about that room and they're like they, they, I don't know I got a weird vibe I couldn't sleep whatever they had one friend visit who said she saw somebody at the end of her bed at one point wow yeah and the door on the room actually had a peephole a that, peephole like a hotel <laughs> yeah 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 no 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 do you don't even ha- in hotels do you have people right, right, yes right. But you look out in a hotel, right? Yeah. From the room. Yeah, this yeah. room, you looked into the room. The peephole was the direction. So if you're in the main part of the house, you're observing the room. Right. That's So weird. we're talking about all these Airbnb things. We're talking about Sally House and everything. Wow. And this was sort of like that. And um, like a, Ooh, a vibe creepy. like that. Where it was like, why do they have a door with a peephole that's looking into this room? And when mm. we painted the room, there was like drawings on the walls and stuff. Um, and this nice lady lived there before but my mom later found out that there was some kind of weird stuff going on with like a son um before that lady had lived there and the previous owners and there was some like town gossip about what was going on in that house and i have just it still gives me chills i have no idea why like even my dad was like i just don't get good vibes and he's totally not a, you know he's totally a straight dude you've met him like he's obviously you've met him. <laughs> he's totally not you know not one to lean into some scary stories but if a place just kind of gives off darkness that's what i'm I, saying like yeah. anyone can feel that yeah and i wonder is it residual energy from something bad that happened you know like did something bad you know is it is it not necessarily a ghost but you know was something negative and sad happening there that you feel or is it you know something more than that I don't know. alternate 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 times alternate dimensions ghosts i don't know but that house uh, we don't we don't go there anymore it's not part of our family anymore um but i still to this day it, like just gives me chills thinking about that room and the feelings that it gave me and then the fact that people affirmed those feelings and seemingly the history of the house from those feelings wow yeah that is a really creepy one to end on <laughs> yeah so i'll leave you with that and uh be sure to watch a note from t- 2002 was it 2002 2022 i got you yeah 2022 before next week's new episode uh, that is our movie club pick thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and we'll see you next week we'll see you next week This has been a Sunday 96.6 FM production.